Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Beth, an English teacher, casual blogger, and self-care learner. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's so dumb. I like it. Um, the other time you're an enthusiast. Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Beth, an English teacher, casual blogger, and self-care convert. And here with me today is my sister, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I mean, you can have my sister Beth. Uh, that's great. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Beth, an English teacher, casual blogger, and self-care convert. And here with me today is my sister Jessica. Hey everyone, I'm Jessica. I am a teacher living in Northern California, and my self-care usually includes getting out in nature and making things. In our podcast today, we're going to share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks today all relating to self-care don't chase the money nope the money chase you that's right because you're the boss now tell the daughters what to do it's frugalicious yeah it's a movement we'll find the discounts <laughs> yeah we can do this yeah we can do this. okay so let's talk self-care beth yes it's a very trendy thing right now. Super trendy. And everyone's talking about self-care. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we like to follow the trends if we can. I guess. If it's frugal, we'll follow the trends. Yeah. But, you know. So, yeah, self-care is, as it sounds, it is relating to caring for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that looks really different for everyone. And I think that's the thing that I've learned most recently about it is because a lot of times self-care, it sounds like, oh, it's going to the spa or it's doing whatever, but it looks really different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's the thing to remember when it comes to self-care. Self-care for one person, for Jessica, going out for a long walk would be mm -hmm. self-care. For me, that would be like torture. So <laughs> my self-care maybe is slightly different. Something that I might find fun. I really like to bake for other people. They might be like, that's not self-care. That's actually like more work. But for me, I find it really relaxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think um, because it does get lumped in like with the spa and stuff like that, which we are not slamming the spa. I love yeah. me a spa day. But um, yeah. it can have this connotation of being selfish. And so people sometimes think like, I don't have time for that or that's selfish to spend time on me instead of other people. It's frivolous. Right. I'm not worth it. There's all these things around it, but it's right. not self-care can be little things and inexpensive yes. things. And so we're going to talk about that today, right. but yes. I've always been a big fan of self-care because I know that I need that time to recharge and that I'm no good to anybody else if I'm not all self-cared up. But how, what is, because you mentioned you were a convert, Beth. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yes. So I have not always been into self-care. And the reason I think is something that I've basically can't stop talking about these days, which is the four tendencies, yeah. something that is, has, was created by Gretchen Rubin, who has a great podcast called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Such a good podcast. Basically, yes. Yeah, so okay. the four tendencies is all about how people respond to expectations. And so in this framework, there's four types. And I am known as an obliger, which means that I readily meet outer expectations. You give me a work deadline, you give me a timeline for something, I will get it done. This is why I'm 
good at school. I make a great teacher because it's just like super clear deadlines. It's all outer accountability. But when it comes to inner accountability, like New Year's resolution, we talked about this in our episode four when it came to resolutions. I was like, journal every day. And then I was like, where did I put that? I probably wrote it in the journal and then I didn't open it. Like there was no outer right. <laughs> expectation. There was no outer accountability. And so I really need that. But that also means that I really have a hard time carving out time for myself because there's no outer expectation. It's not like someone's like, Beth, you just go take care of yourself. It's like, I have to tell myself that I need to do that usually. And so I find that really challenging and I really want to meet others' expectations. So I feel like if I'm for myself, I'm letting other people down Mm. or one of my like worst fears is that people think that I'm lazy Mm. for some reason. I don't know why, but I have a really big thing. Like if people think I'm lazy or I don't work hard, I, it's the most mortifying thing I would hate that. So often I push myself really far because I'm like, everyone will think that I'm lazy when really I'm going like two times the speed that I should. And I just need to slow down and actually care of myself. So I am a self-care convert because it has not always been easy for me, but lately in the past couple of years, I've started to incorporate more of it into my life and realizing that like what you were saying, if I don't have that self-care time, Mm -hmm. I'm actually less helpful to other people. So that can be my outer accountability of like, Oh, I can be more helpful to people if I take care of myself. Right. So that is, that's my journey with self-care. And so what that's looked like for in the past couple of years was um, a few different things, but one of them was I am doing my math now and I would just do homework every day, every day. I'd always do some homework. And then I realized I was just feeling so burnt out and felt like I never could have a break. And so then my husband, Fred suggested like, why don't you take Sundays off and just decide on Sundays, I'm not going to do any homework which was really hard in the beginning, but I actually didn't need to do homework on Sunday. I could fit it in the other times. And I just was feeling more stressed trying to have like homework time every day. So I stopped doing homework on Sundays. And then on Sunday, my, I wasn't allowed to do homework or normal work. So no work at all. And so for me, then it became a day where I could decide to do whatever I wanted. And I realized the problem at the beginning was I didn't know what I wanted to do because I was so driven by work and tasks and all the things that I had to do. And so I've, I've been relearning in the past couple of years what I even like to do for fun because I can work myself ragged and not even have any fun at all and feel like I'm accomplishing all the things. And Mm. that's great in some ways and in other ways, it's super unhealthy. So I'm learning, I'm learning how to take care of myself and what I even like to do to unwind and relax. Yeah. And you know, that, that, um, keeping time sacred for self-care is something that I had to do early yes. in my teaching career because as a beginning teacher, especially like you're constantly, you're just working all the time because you're, there's so much new stuff. You want everything to be just right. You're, it's this huge learning curve. And I was in my classroom every single day of the week, Saturday, Sunday, and all through the week. And I finally had to make a rule for myself not to go in on Sundays. And that was good. I still went in a lot on Saturdays, but that was good. And then I eventually, through my teaching career, got to the point where with very few special exceptions, such as the beginning of the school year and report card season, I just don't go in on the weekends at all. And that really has helped me get Mm -hmm. a better balance as a teacher. And I've seen how it's made me better as a teacher because I am not, you know, some frazzled rope, like at the end of my rope, I'm just... yes. I'm more sane. So I was reading Good Housekeeping, which is a magazine that I very much enjoy. And I ran across this article. So I wanted to share it with you, Beth, and with the listeners, because I thought I had some really good self-care ideas. 
So let's look through this. The article is called Self-Care Special, How to Change Your Life in 30 Days, and it's in the February 2019 issue of Good Housekeeping. And um, we'll put a link for that. And we'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, I just, yep, yeah, you beat me to it. I did. Yeah, so today's part one. So we're going to be talking about the first 15 tips that this article gives. And the next time we'll share with you the last 15 ideas in part two of our self-care special. Okay, so tip number one from Good Housekeeping, speaking of taking Sundays off, is be inspired by hashtag self-care Sunday, which is apparently a hashtag that's going around. And this is just the idea of people taking time for themselves on Sunday. I mean, I think it's like throwback Thursday. They're just putting a day of the week on there. Yes. But just take your... Sure. Schedule it. Make time for it. That's the first yes. tip. And having it scheduled then maybe helps it to become more of a routine and mm-hmm. something that then it gets incorporated into your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Which is something yes. Gretchen Rubin talks about. Speaking of Gretchen, yes. um, she talks yes. about in her habit change that scheduling is can be a really powerful way to create good habits. It can be. I just want to shout out to Gretchen Rubin for so many great ideas and just a great podcast. If you guys need something to listen to, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. We love it. Okay. Uh, number two is create a yay list. So instead <laughs> of doing like a to-do list or having just like all these notes of all these things you need to do, write down something that made you say yay during the day at the end of the end of the day. I have not done this, but I can see myself enjoying something like this. And maybe it's not even uh, something that you write down. What you could do, you could do uh, like a voice recording on your phone, Ooh, or you could talk to a friend or to a spouse or a family member and mm-hmm. say, hey, let's take two minutes to just talk about something that made me say yay today or texting someone. Yeah. So making that time in the day just to say, these are the things that made me happy today. Yeah. And there's some variations on these that I've seen. A lot of people will do a gratitude journal. Um, I did hear somebody called into the Gretchen Rubin podcast talking about how they do a ta-da list. So instead of to-do, things they have to get done, they do ta-da, things that are they finished, accomplished that day, which I do sometimes, especially when I'm feeling unproductive. And once I start writing down all the things I've done, it's like, oh, yeah. And then another thing, those, one of the schools I used to work in used a program called Capturing Kids Hearts. And one of the foundations of the program was to each day create a time in your day, just five minutes to share good things. And so the kids can share good things going on in their life. And it was a community building, but it was also a gratefulness building and focusing on positive things. So there's lots of variations to this yay list. Totally. Uh, and number- you don't have to write it if you want to sing no. it or right. record it. That's right. That's fine too. Okay. Number three, just, just soak it in for a second before you reject it. You guys, it's end your shower with an invigorating blast, meaning at the end of your nice hot shower, turn the temperature down to like a cool temperature and just stay in that for like 30 seconds. Um, it's a huge burst of energy. It's really good for your body because every time your body has to adapt to little stressors, it makes it stronger. It's good for your circulation. Icy water releases endorphins, um, which could have an antidepressant effect. Like there's lots of positives. I've been trying this ever since I read about it. And I'm happy to say that. So the first day I maybe lasted two seconds under the cold water. And then each day it's gotten a little bit longer. And now I actually kind of look forward to it. And the other day I was in a real big hurry and I realized when I got out of the shower, I was like, 
oh, I didn't, I didn't do my icy blast. And I sort of was disappointed and missed it. So don't knock it till you try Icy blast. Okay. And I did, I did try this as we were preparing for the podcast. I've done it oh, once yeah. just to clarify. I said I'd try <laughs> it one time. So my experience with it is sometimes like I love a hot shower. Actually, that's one of my go-to self-care things is to take yeah. like an unhurried shower. And I really sometimes have a hard time getting out from the, under the hot water. I can just stay there for a really long time. So for me, that's actually kind of a helpful way to like get out of the shower. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to turn it to cold. And then I won't want to stay okay. anymore. So for me, it was a very practical way to do that, but I did not love it, but I could see how someone could get used to it. Right. So I'll, yeah. I'll say like that. That's all I'll say about it. And I'm it, not a convert I, yet. Of that. I had to acclimate. I had to acclimate. Okay, Beth, what's number yes. four? Okay, number four, which so far I just want to point out, none of these things cost money so far. Ah, totally great. Free. They're all free, which is very frugalicious. So number four is to give your eyes a break. So this might sound like a very classic, oh, technology is taking over our world and you need to have non-screen time. But it really is true that we do spend a lot of our time in front of a screen and sometimes yeah. that can, you know give you headaches and Mm -hmm. dry eyes. You can, your vision can go kind of wonky. So the rule that they have in this article is the rule of 20. So every 20 minutes, take a 20 second break to look at something 20 feet away. So that could mean that you go outside. Mm -hmm. It could mean that you look out your window, look at some birds outside. Mm -hmm. It could mean that you just, um, I don't know, take a break and go to the bathroom. That would be, that would work. You could just leave and go to a different room. So just giving your eyes a break and taking care of your eyes. And I think this is really helpful. And I try to not do screens before I go to sleep. I used to be on my phone a lot before I went to sleep and then found that it just kept my brain awake. And so I have like an alarm that just is set for every day. And then that way I don't have to set it every day. I just know that it's going to go off Monday through Friday at the same time. And so I don't even have to set my alarm before I go to sleep. So I just, oh yeah, yeah. One thing my phone kind of simmer. Yeah. One thing I do on my phone, so in case I am looking at it later, is I have the the nightlight come on automatically. Yes. Okay. What's number five, Jess? Number five, uh, breathe like a yogi. And I definitely love yoga. I do a lot of yoga videos online. I have some favorite instructors that I'll tell you guys about later. But um they often will incorporate a breathing exercise into the end. And at the beginning you feel sort of silly. And then by the end, it really, you feel really regulated and calmed and it's just really nice. So the technique that they have in this is an alternate nostril technique. So you, let's all try it out. Let's all try it. Okay. So you use your thumb and your ring finger. Well, they say to use your first finger, but I like my ring finger. So that's what we're going to do. So you take a nice deep breath in and then press the right side of your nose with your thumb. If you're right-handed, if you're left-handed, I guess do the left side. And then exhale with your nostril still blocked. And then inhale again through your left nostril. Now switch nostrils, block the left and open the right and breathe out. Breathe in. And then switch nostrils out, in, switch nostrils. And you just keep doing that. Inhale, exhale. It will seem silly, but don't knock until you tried it. 
any kind of deep breathing though, I would say is good self-care. Yes, totally. Okay. Number six, still on the free ones, guys. We're doing great. Discover a new podcast. So as you know, here in Frugalicious, we are very big fans of podcasts. So we'll just Mm -hmm. briefly tell you a few podcasts that we like to listen to, but may I mention that podcasts are 100% free and you can listen to them while you're commuting to work. I like to listen to them when I'm getting ready in the morning or when I'm like doing dishes or doing housework. It just kind of makes it feel more fun and interesting. Like I'm listening to people chatting. Mm -hmm. So some of my favorite podcasts that I like to listen to, we've already mentioned happier with Gretchen Rubin. I like to listen to one called every little thing by Gimlet. Mm -hmm. And it's just like about 20 minutes and they just talk about a bunch of different things. So for example, they had an episode on flamingos. They had an episode on the first pair of pants. They had an episode on pirates, just all these different things that are just kind of fun and random. They had an auction one that was so interesting. Mm -hmm. And they interviewed like, they always interview a professional. So they interviewed like a professional auctioneer who teaches like auction calling. And it was just so interesting. So every little thing. And uh, another one that I've really been enjoying lately is the Rachel Cruz show podcast. So Rachel Cruz is Dave Ramsey's daughter and she's part of the Ramsey personalities, they call them. And she has a show, but it's on YouTube and it's like, I just never could quite like set up my computer to do that. Like it always felt hard, even though I felt interested to listen to what she had to say. So they turn it into a podcast so that I can listen to all dishes or other things. She has a Southern accent. She has so much energy and she just talks about things related to money and does a lot of interviews with people. And I find it quite fun and interesting. So that would be my recommendation. How about you, Jess? What are some podcasts you like to listen to? So I have different like categories of podcasts that I like for different reasons. Happier is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I also really enjoy listening to Shop Talk Live because I like to do woodworking and it's just a group of woodworkers from Fine mm-hmm. Woodworking Magazine and they're talking shop. Like that's what it is. To me, that's so fun. I fully recognize yeah, that's that not everyone's super cup of tea. boring to me. But I yeah. think it's fantastic. I mean they make me laugh all the time. It's great. I also really enjoy just when I want like a lot of good information. I like listening to the Wellness Mama podcast. She interviews lots of different like scientists and researchers on very often like cutting edge health type things. So I find that very intriguing. I like there's a podcast called By the Book that's kind of like they use self-help books, but it's sort of like a reality show because they're living the self-help books out. And I find that one very interesting to listen to. And then my alma mater, Biola University, one of their departments puts on a podcast called The Art of Relationships. And it's a psychology professor and a communication professor. And they're, they're both very funny, um, but very wise and kind men. And they just, they have a lot of good things to say. They take a lot of answer, like tackle a lot of listener questions and just talk about everything relationships. And so no matter what stage of life you're in, you're in some type of relationship, well, multiple types of relationships. And so it's, um, Mm. I like that one. So those are some of my favorites. Oh yeah. Young House Love has a podcast. That's another favorite. They do like DIY home improvement stuff and it's a married couple and I just really enjoy it. So all different types. Yeah, totally. So we'll put a list of those in the show notes so you guys can discover a new podcast. All right. What's number seven? Okay. Number seven. Pamper your skin. Okay, we are no longer free, you guys, but there's budget hacks for this. So face masks. You can buy a super expensive face mask, 
or you can do like I do. And sometimes I just put plain yogurt all over my face because the lactic acid is good. Or um, they have, they always have recipes online for like banana, avocado, honey masks, or, you know, random things like that, which those ones are good for your skin, but they kind of smell bad. So just warning. I also really enjoy the little masks that you can buy at the store. Certain stores, they're only like one or two bucks. They're sheet masks. They're just fun to use. It's a fun little treat. So pamper your skin. Yes. Yes. And my budget hack for that is, you know, sometimes when you're like a bridesmaid in a wedding or maybe for a birthday or for Christmas, you get lotion or you get a face mask or you get that kind of stuff. I keep that stuff all together in my little closet in my bathroom and I just do one skin thing a week or every few days, whenever I feel like I want like a pampering thing. Cause then I don't have to go out and buy something. I just sort of have this little stash. So for example, I did have some that I got in a, a white elephant gift exchange. I had a, a few masks. I had like a hair mask. And then I had someone who gave me a doTERRA face mask and that's a big Ooh. bottle. So I use that every once in a while. It's like clay and it has juniper berry and it smells really good. Ooh. And so I use those. I also made a foot scrub. So it's like just a sugar, a sugar scrub with sugar and olive oil. And then I put some essential oils in it. And so I do that once a week to just exfoliate my feet and my hands. So I just keep those all together. And then when I have my hot shower, which is self-care for me, I'm like, Ooh, tonight I'm going to use my face mask or tonight I'm going to exfoliate my feet. And it feels like a fun extra thing to do. So love it. Okay. Number eight is enjoy some fresh cold air. So this is another free one, guys. Just go outside. outside. This is really helpful. And for me, I'm not as nature loving as Jessica. We have talked about this on the podcast and definitely off the podcast, but she loves, she could be outside probably all day and all would day. be super happy. Yeah. And I'm like, could I get back inside, please? Um, so anyway, so for me, staying outside isn't always as much fun, but what I do enjoy is I... We have some patio furniture and in Guatemala, the weather is like a little, where we are, we're in the mountain area. So in the morning, it's a little bit brisker. And so what I like to do is I like to go out on our covered patio and our furniture and I like to bring a blanket and I eat my breakfast out there. And that's just like, it's a little bit chilly. I have like my socks and my blanket and it feels really fun and it feels like different and interesting to right. be outside in the morning. So yeah. that's what I like to do in the fresh air. Love it. I just like to always go outside. I like to just be in the weather, no matter what the weather is. But, and it's tempting to stay inside when it's cold, but cold air can be good for you. And if you stay inside like days on end, you're cooped up with all that, those gross germs. So get outside people. All right. Tip number nine, totally free. Laugh with friends. I don't really think we need to say anymore. Amazing. Like laughter is good medicine. Done. Amazing. Okay. Number 10. This one might sound a little bit funny, but st stick with us. Another free one. <laughs> Plan a getaway, even if you don't intend to book it. So researching new places or like planning a trip. Now, Jessica and I talked about this and she was like, that doesn't sound fun to me. However, I have... Right. However, uh, my friend Emily, who we've interviewed on the podcast before, she totally does this. Like I'll yeah. talk to her and she's like, so I was looking at flights to New York the other day. I'm like, oh, are you going on a trip? She's like, nope, I was just looking. So she always kind of knows at any given time. I'm like, Emily, how much would it cost for you to fly to Disneyland right now? And she's like, oh, well, I just looked yesterday and it, like it would be this much. So she's always kind of like planning a trip and 
thinking ahead, looking at flights, yeah. looking at hotels. So for some people that might feel like, oh, I'm not actually going to go. You might feel kind of depressed yeah. or like Jessica, you might feel kind of like it might make you a bit anxious. For yeah. me, I love booking flights. I love looking at those kinds of things. And with my job, I get to book fights for people. So it actually is something that I'm like, <laughs> I'm spending yeah. someone else's money booking a flight. And so I get to do lots of this and I really love to do that. So planning, I get away. And even if you are not going to go, yeah. you can still look. If you are going somewhere, planning can be fun because you're yeah. planning and thinking about going somewhere different. So this one could be free or not free. Yeah. I do. The one thing I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking, I do really enjoy dreaming like with friends and family, like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun to take a trip here one day? Like I have a friend and we want to go to New York city one day, you know, or different things like that. So I don't enjoy like the getting on the computer researchy part, but talking with friends or hearing about new places to visit. I do enjoy that part of the dreaming and planning. So I can see how that would yes. be good. All right. 11 um, is to think of food in energy terms. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase food is fuel. And I find that really helpful because you're just thinking like, okay, how much do I need to eat to have the energy to go for this bike ride that I want or to get through this day that I want? And then you're thinking of like, what's going to fuel me up? What's going to let me do all these things I want to do? And then you're not worrying about numbers. You're not worrying about calories. You're not like stressing out about all those things. Um, you're not feeling bad about eating. You're just thinking, okay, how can I fuel up for this next activity that I'm doing? How can I fuel up for this next day? So yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Number 12. Still going mostly free ones, guys. This yep, is amazing. Yep. Number 12 is to make a mantra. So to just have a saying for yourself that will help you to get in the right mindset. One of the ones that I like to use is be in the moment. So sometimes mm. I am a planner. I'm very task oriented. Mm. I like to think about my to-do list all mm. the time. Mm. And so sometimes to just remind myself to be in the moment yes. is really helpful. Um, or to... Yeah, to be the fun version of myself. That's another one that sometimes <laughs> I tell myself. Yeah. Because uh, Fred and I often joke that like when I'm in school, I'm not the fun version of myself. But then when I'm out of school, all of a sudden I have more energy and I'm more exciting and I'm around more. And so like, be the fun version of yourself, Beth. Be the version oh, of yourself nice. that's not stressed all the time. Yeah. Well, I was going to say with no, your be present one, I have one that's similar, yes. but I tell myself, just be here now, Jess. You can be there later. Because a lot of times I'll be thinking about something else or doing something Ooh. else or making plans for something else. And I just remind myself, like, you can be there later. So yes, I never really thought of it as a mantra, but I definitely say it to myself a lot. Okay. Yeah. Number 13, this one could be spendy or not. And we'll tell you how, but it's to book a restorative afternoon massage. I love massages. I think they're worth the money. I spend money on massages instead. Like some people spend money on haircuts and stuff or manicures, pedicures. I, I save all that for the massage. But if you don't want to spend a lot of money on a massage, you can do a facial massage. I Googled YouTube videos on how to do like a facial lymphatic massage. And it's very relaxing. Or if you have a foam roller, you can use a foam roller to sort of roll out different parts of your body and that feels real good. Or I'll even sometimes like give myself a little foot massage or something like that. So it's always nice if you can have a masseuse, but in case you yes. can't, there are, there are hacks. There are ways around it. Yeah. Or 
Or you have a friend who gives, I have a few friends who like give great massages. So maybe you have a friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Number 14, indulge in fancy coffee at home. Mm-hmm. And this is something that since Jessica and I had talked about this in preparation for the podcast has actually changed my coffee drinking. And I'll tell you how. I love it. So a lot of times we like to have fancy coffee and you have to go out to get fancy coffee, but you could make fancy coffee at your house. And I think I want to expand this to fancy coffee or tea or hot chocolate. For sure. So I'll go through the three options just really quickly. So hot chocolate. I really like to put marshmallows in my hot chocolate Mm because that feels fancy and delicious to me or whipped cream. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I also love to put a drop or two of essential oil. I like to put peppermint Mm. uh, or tangerine has been one of my new ones. Anyways, just putting a little little kick in there. Yeah. Um, For tea. I have a favorite brand of loose leaf tea called David's Tea that's in Canada and it's delicious. And I use my birthday or my Christmas money to buy a bunch of it and I stock up. And then mm-hmm. when I'm at home and I think, oh, I have a bunch of homework to do or whatever, I think, oh, I, I can make myself a fancy loose leaf tea. And then with coffee, there's lots of things you can do. Usually I just put milk in my coffee. You could buy cream, like mm-hmm. half and half or... You could buy flavored creamer, but um, I like to put, since we talked about this, I like to put a drop of cardamom essential oil in my coffee. So uh, Jessica and I are both big fans of essential oils, and we use doTERRA, which are safe to ingest. Just to clarify, don't just go put any essential oils in your beverages. Make sure that they are safe to ingest. I have uh, a bunch of different ones. I tried a bunch of ones. Jessica has certain ones that she likes, and I tried some of them and didn't really love them, but I tried cardamom. And I've been doing it every day for like a week because it's so every morning I'm like, do I want cardamom in my coffee? Yes, I do. So <laughs> that's do. great. Yeah. Yes. And Jessica, you had a few other hacks for this too. Yeah. So I, when I brew coffee, it's just me at my house. So I can put stuff directly into the grounds because no one else is drinking it. So I don't have to worry about that. So I like to put cinnamon grounds in there. I like to put cardamom grounds in there. I've even put dried lavender leaves in there, which P.S. dried lavender leaves also make a great tea. So you can buy fancy loose leaf tea that's delicious, but also you could, like you might have some herbs in your yard that would work for loose leaf tea too. I also like to put bergamot oil in my coffee. That's pretty delicious. I'm sure there's more combinations that we have not thought of. All right. So number 15 is to carve out mindful moments. And this can go along with the breathing, but it's kind of just like stop and breathe for a second. Close your eyes. Yes. Just be still. It's kind of amazing how relaxing that can be, but just sit, think about your five senses. Like what are you hearing, feeling, smelling, tasting, seeing? Yes. Um, It's very grounding. And and our budget hack for this one is there is an amazing app called Calm, with which mm-hmm. both Jessica and I use. Mm-hmm. And Jessica actually had like the paid subscription version that opens up all the features on it. But then we found out that if you're a teacher, you can get the app absolutely free. It's That's $70 right. a year, guys. It's yeah. expensive. Yeah, go get it, teachers. You can use it in your classroom. You can use it on your own. But basically, it has timed meditations. And it has nature sounds and it's really helpful. So I have started mm-hmm. using that more because my mind is really busy. So mm-hmm. I have found that very helpful. So yeah. we'll put a link to that in the show notes. All right. So the do it or don't is pretty simple. 
And that's to try one of these self-care ideas this week. And if you do, tell us about it. You can get in touch with us on social media at Pod. You can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. Let us know what you tried. Tag us if you put a yes. up or something of you practicing some self-care. Tell us how you incorporate it into your life. And don't forget, if you want, you can use the hashtag thatfrugaliciouslife. That's right. Hashtag thatfrugaliciouslife. So thanks so much for joining us for part one of our two-part self-care series. We will be back next time with tips 16 through 30 of ways that you can incorporate self-care into your life. We're so glad that you joined us today for this episode. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Don't bind to the FOMO. We spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no. Because every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. And where the money's (laughs) at. We do the budget dance. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Atoria. Thank you so much to our mom for being one of the most caring people we know. Thanks, Thanks, mom. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and that'll keep you up to date on new episodes. And also, if you're enjoying it, you can give us a rating and a review to let us know what you think. And this will also help others find our podcast. You can find us on social media at Frugalicious Pod. And together, let's make the world a more frugalicious place. Um, and today we're going to share with you some fa- frugal and fabulous trip. Whoa. In our podcast today, we're going to share. <laughs>